Welcome back to the body, the blood, the michelada, a podcast. <laughs> Natalie was stuffing her face I with uh, Toti's Donitas. Donitas. <laughs> Please read that again. <laughs> so this week's topic, uh, we're going to be talking about haunted Hollywood, uh, places in Hollywood that are a bit spooky. Spooky, scary, werewolf, bar mitzvah, men, men becoming wolves. There are some places in Hollywood that I think, they're not super old, but I think they're old enough that enough tragedy has happened. Yeah. Enough, like, horrible things have happened in Hollywood. Everyone wants to know about Hollywood hauntings because you've heard these names before. You want to hear about the celebrity ghosts, that That's type true. of deal. I mean, history may not have happened here in California, mm-hmm. of which, you know what? Fuck you, because Mexico was here first, and oh history God. did happen here. But, but the stars died here. That's all that matters. But the stars died here. That's all that matters. Yeah. Because we are all made of stars. We are made mm-hmm. of stars. Stardust. And the stars are all bullshit. <gasps> Anyways, uh, Hollywood is... Um, our topic of discussion because obviously ghost uh, celebrities are exciting. Ghosts love Hollywood. And we love Hollywood. We do. We spend a lot of time in Hollywood. We do spend a lot of ho- uh, time in Hollywood. so much thing, So much things. My favorite place to be in Hollywood is the Pantages Theater. I think I see a show there probably at least once a month. Oh. We've seen shows there. Yeah, we, we have. have. We just saw Aladdin there. Oh, yeah, we um, saw Aladdin there. Sophie and I waitress. saw Waitress, waitress there. We saw, I saw Waitress yeah. there as well. That was good. We I've seen with, Wicked we there. We went with our parents. Okay. Did you go with your parents? I did. I went okay. with my mom. Oh. I always like a, go with my mom. Yeah. I just saw um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Nice. Ooh, um, how was that? Uh, it, w- it wasn't good. Oh, okay. It wasn't oh, good. that's right. You said it was a uh, trainer. I am seeing Fiddler on the Roof uh, later this month, though. I'm hoping it's it's good. I'm hoping. The tickets are very expensive. <laughs> I mean, it's the worst reduction ever to the Pentagon. Exactly, which is why it's so disappointing when a show isn't amazing. Yeah. But they can't all be winners. So I did want to talk a little bit about the Pantages. Okay. Um, it's a pretty old theater. Um, it opened uh, on June 4th, 1930. Oh, I didn't realize it was that old. No, it's been around for like a pretty long time. It's almost it was, 100 years. Yeah, it was actually the last movie palace built in Hollywood. Oh. So it was like the last like huge theater for movies built. Wait, that's considered huge? Yeah. I mean, think about the other theaters in LA. Oh, that's true. Where did... The other movie theater, like the single yeah. movie theaters, like... Okay. This thing, like... Where did we go where I was... Real fucked up. The uh, Los Angeles Theater is one of oh. the theaters down on Broadway. Exactly. Downtown. See, compared, like, See, if you compared compare the Pantages between that, the Pantages could fit up to uh, 2,700 people when it opened. It was a large theater. Like, a lot of people. And if you look at it, like, the facade is pretty big and mm-hmm. the, like, the entrance is huge. There's two, like, carpeted it's staircases. It's a beautiful theater. theater. Yeah. It's a Art Deco theme, so... So the creator and like the mind of the Pantages Theater was Alexander Pantages. Uh, he owned a chain of movie theaters, and this was the last in his line. Oh, um, it's, okay. Do any of the other ones still exist? I don't know that. I was just thinking about that, but I don't think they do, because this is like the Pantages Theater. Yeah, I've never heard another one. Yeah, he just had, it was basically a line like the same as like RKO had a line of theaters and things like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
but they all sort of died off except for the Pantages, just I think because of its history. Although Alexander Pantages did not get to see his theater for very long. Um, before it even opened in 1929, he was accused of raping a 17-year-old girl. Oh my god. Her name was Eunice Pringle. I mean, I believe you, Eunice. Eunice, I don't know. Um, you shouldn't. And here's why. Oh. So, (laughs) Pringle was an aspiring dancer and claimed to have been lured to uh, Alexander's office at Mm -hmm. the Pantages while it was being built. Um, and that's where he attacked her. However, he was later acquitted of the charges. Once more evidence was put forward, um, it was believed that Eunice was paid off by the owner of RKO to make these false claims because Alexander Pantages would not sell his theater. Oh. He was trying to ruin him. Eunice is a bitch. Yeah. Well, is Eunice a bitch or is... No, the people that were behind it were bitches. She's just a small person in all of this. She is, but I mean, at she's the same getting time. paid off. But she's getting paid off. Yeah. Think about the time, how poor people were. That's true. The Don't blame were her. not a good time. She was put up to it. Oh yes, I'm drinking a uh, a dirty martini. Oh my god, we missed. Thanks that part. to Natalie. You're very welcome. Thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by a dirty gin martini, which which Paul's is sipping. actually Paul's favorite drink. I made that one just for him. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it is recipe- delicious. Oh, good. The recipe will be up on our Tumblr and our Instagram. Please go look at that and make yourself a martini. So, after the trials, um, it pretty much ruined him financially, uh, having to pay for a bunch of big lawyers, and his reputation was completely destroyed. So, he was forced to sell his theater in 1932. Aww. He did not sell it to RKO, though. He sold it to Fox West Coast. So at this time, Fox owned the theater. Um, Fox would own the theater up until 1949 when Howard Hughes purchased the theater uh, as part of his RKO theater circuit. So RKO eventually owned it, but under the ownership of Howard Hughes. Hughes then uh, moved his personal offices to the theater's second floor. The Pantages was used as a movie theater up until 1977. Which oh. I found shocking. I thought that it had... I had thought like, it had been like a theater theater this whole time. Yeah, but no. Uh, movies. Like, actual movies. It closed in January of 1977. Okay. And then opened a month later. And that's when it became, like, the go-to destination for uh, live theater. Here in Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but before that, it was mostly used as a, um, a movie house. So, now, uh, the Pantages Theater is known... Uh, for its large Broadway shows and live theater that we've all seen multiple times. So that was the history of the Pantages, and I want to talk about the spirits that live there. So as you all know, whenever a place has a lot of history, spirits like to uh, attach onto it, especially when things that are like shocking or if someone spends a lot of time in a certain place, like uh, spirits can definitely attach. Mm-hmm. So the first ghost I want to talk about, she's known as the singing woman. So the rumor is that a woman died while watching a show in 1932, right after the theater had opened. Mm -hmm. She was sitting in the mezzanine, and for reasons that are unknown, she passed away. Okay, she didn't like this. She she, she did not fall. They think it was a heart attack or 
something show like was that. that good. I would have said it was a fault. Yeah, <laughs> true. If you want to be dramatic. Yeah. So it's a better story. It is a better story. They say that she was an aspiring singer. She was coming to um, watch. Um, yeah, she was coming to Hollywood. She was. She wanted to be an actress. Um, but unfortunately, she passed while watching a show. But since then, I'm sorry, am I boring you? Yes. <laughs> You're fucking boring. Since she died, sorry. she can be heard singing in the theater. Even up until recently, um, her voice has been picked up by microphones during live performances. Oh. Yeah, she seems to have a thing for Andrew Lloyd Webber. Well, who doesn't? I know. You can hear her sometimes singing whenever uh, Phantom oh. tours. something for you by the time. Is it the shrew? No. Oh, it's not? It's Big Butts and Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Have you seen the shrew singing that song? Hmm. Where it's like, it goes, take a look at that snout, and then it sings that. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. It's my favorite thing. So yeah, um, she really likes to sing Andrew Lloyd Webber, including Phantom, and then uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat is one of her favorite things to sing. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that's the singing woman. Um, one of the other ghosts who lives there is Alexander Pantages himself. He can be seen walking up the aisles during performances, um, but before he reaches the back door and the uh, ushers go to open the door, he just disappears. Oh, yeah. so I got this. I know. I think that's kind of rude. He makes these people go to work and then he just disappears, doesn't even use the door. So one of the bigger appearances by Alexander Pantages was after a performance in 1994, a wardrobe lady was leaving the theater. She was one of the last to leave when the uh, lights that light the aisle went out and she oh. tripped and fell. Uh -huh. But someone came up to her and uh, offered them her or their Is arm. That? Yeah. And lifted her up and then guided her to the exit. But when she went to push open the door and like lit the inside, there's nobody there. Oh, well, at least that ghost was kind really of helpful. Nice. They think that he was like protective because it's his theater. Mm -hmm. He wants like people to be safe inside of his theater. Another ghost who lives there um, is thought to be Howard Hughes himself, since he spent a lot of time at the Pantages. His I've personal offices of were there. Um, he can be seen on the second floor, um, where his office used to be is now a conference room. So people who are there working either the staff or people visiting can sometimes see Howard walking down the corridors and he'll walk straight through the wall where his office used to be. So he's trying to go into his office. Oh, okay. He just walks through a wall. And then during the restoration in 2000 of the Pantages, um, there were multiple workers who claimed that they saw a man, a very tall man in a hat, just walking around and like inspecting the building and inspecting their work. But whenever they would like turn to ask him like what he was doing or t try to talk to him, he would just disappear. So they think it was um, Howard Hughes looking over the construction of the Pantages since he had owned it for such a long time. And those are the main ghosts that reside at the Pantages. Now, if you ask the staff at the Pantages, um, they actually have some of their own stories. They have a page on their own website that lists ghosts that are there. And I couldn't find uh, like anyone else claim about these ghosts, but the Pantages themselves claim that these ghosts live there. 
Okay. One of them is a pair of twins that sit in the mezzanine. They sit in the first row of the mezzanine. You can see them um, at almost every performance. Oh. Um, if those seats are empty, that they'll just be sitting there. And then eventually it'll just disappear. They just like sitting at the front row of the mezzanine. Super weird. Um, a dog can also be heard barking in the basement. How did it get in the basement? I don't know. But they never find a dog. They've never, like, they always go down there, but they can hear the dog barking and they also hear its, um, collar, like, jingling. Ooh. Super oh, so weird. It belongs to someone. I know. There's a poor dog there. And this one freaked me out. In the woman's bathroom, you can sometimes see a woman. She'll just be standing alone um, at a sink. With a knife. <laughs> no. Oh. But she'll just disappear. But you can see her in the reflection sometimes. So if you're just looking into the mirror, you can see a woman staring back at you. Oh, that's not cool. Yeah. I think if you're going to see a performance at a theater, going to the bathroom, and some ghost is staring at you while you're washing your hands, um, might put you off a little bit. I mean, that would put me off... Anytime I went to the bathroom anywhere. That's true. So, yes, that would very much put me off. <laughs> but I can't be now. I know, there's a ghost watching you. Mm -hmm. And that is the history of the Pantages and the ghosts that live there. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I enjoyed that. Oh, thank you. You know, another really haunted place in Hollywood is Griffith Park. I've heard. We've heard. There's a ton of stories about Griffith Park. Um, back when it was owned, you know, people would always have nightmares and people would die. They have that, um, the horror nights there where you can go through the hayride. And a lot of the times, the theme of the hayride is like terrifying nightmares that plagued people that lived in Griffith Park. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's definitely a theme there all the time. Yeah. That's terrifying. Imagine you're the one who had those nightmares and now Griffith Park is Imagine making fun of you. Imagine you never told anyone about that nightmare. And then but you go to the hayride. That's actually a haunting. Yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. Well, one of, the, um, one of the ghost stories at Griffith Park is actually about an old circus that mm -hmm. was in okay. Griffith Park. So, it was a traveling circus. It was a McAdams Big Top Circus. Mm -hmm. um, it was started by a guy whose name was Shane Enerson. Mm -hmm. But he didn't... I guess that last name just, like, didn't work in circus life. So, he needed okay. something, like, more snappy. It doesn't sound very circusy. Like, yeah. Like, Barnum and Bailey or, like, things like that. But not yeah, you Enerson. Know, like, Shane McAdams, I Mc guess, was, like, like, a rolled off the tongue a little better. I like it. Yeah. And so he had a big traveling circus that would go around the country, but they always seemed to find themselves back in Griffith Park. Mm -hmm. Maybe he just really liked it. It is beautiful other than, like, the ghosts. The and ghosts. The hauntings. <laughs> other than the ghosts. Other than the ghosts. So that circus went from 1878 to 1901. And then along the way, you know, it grew. He had a freak show, and he had animals and there was clowns and there was a tightrope walker mm -hmm. and um you know big circuses aren't really known for political correctness mm -hmm. so during this time he would have a lot of people to be like look at this crazy person they're, ah! from, they're from china have you ever seen anyone from china before well here's someone do something Chinese. Like, <laughs> it was horrible. Well, didn't it, um, 
Wasn't it Bar- Barnum and Bailey? They just had like slaves in cages yeah, or something. Like exactly. horrible, horrible They're things. Horrible. Circuses are not known for the humane things they did for no. their employees, or anything involved. Yeah, and uh, Shane McAdams was no different. He exploited people. He was cruel. Well, he, that's that the way was, to get money. That was the thing with circus business. That's what it was based off of: exploitation of everyone. Mm-hmm. It Everything, was animals, people. Yeah, and a lot of the times, like oddities. This, for the people in the circus, this was the, the only way they could really make a life for themselves mm-hmm. because no one was hiring these people. We didn't have ADA laws yeah. back in the 1800s. And um, was your microphone off? Was off. Oh, that explains why you yeah, was explains, not okay. moving it off. Do you want to get your reaction again? <laughs> uh, what were you saying? I forgot already. Okay. So uh, circuses were norn. norn. Known for exploitation. Circuses were known for exploitation, but they're also a place for people that had disabilities or just, you know, weren't able to get work normal ways. Like, mm-hmm. That's where they would go and they could kind of at least, I mean, they were getting ripped off for sure, but they had some sense of um, self-worth. Mm-hmm. So Shane was known as a particularly cruel man. He had like an iron grip on all of his performers, on the animals. Like once you were in his circus, basically you were in the circus forever. Uh-huh. There was no way you were going to be able to leave. Um, one person that he had in his circus was Pirsha Punjabi. So uh, Pirsha was known as the jewel of India. Like that was her thing, and basically it was just like, look at this pretty girl from India and they they made her wear the whole get up and you know really play into it and Shane made a ton of money off of her he exploited her he abused her um you know physically and mentally like he basically he was like I own this girl I made her who she is she's a horrible person yeah you ain't shit without me Uh I own you and um, so they were traveling around. They came back to Griffith Park. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but she had just had enough. Like, she could not live as basically a slave and entertainment. Mm-hmm. But who, who does? Yeah, who, who wants, to, who wants to do that? Um, so one night, she sneaks into Shane's room or tent. I guess they would live in tents. I don't know. Live in tents or like those weird carts that you always see. I think my, my only experience with circus living is um, American Horror Story. They lived in tents. Yeah. They must be truthful. Could they have anything about American <laughs> Horror Story that it's factual? Uh, it historical is accuracy. Mm-hmm. Historically accurate. Yes. Yeah. They lived in tents. Mm-hmm. Apocalypse. That all happened. It did. Yeah. It did. Mm-hmm. Do you see the country? Let's I not mean, get political. <laughs> Um, she goes in to his room or tent at night and she stabs him. Ooh, yes, get yeah, it. Yeah, right? Like, Good get it. Her. Get it. Get your freedom. Um, at this point, though, she starts to panic. She doesn't know what to do. Because now she doesn't want to go to prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd just be going from one prison to another they, prison. They'd you know? probably just kill her. Yeah, and like, knows. America is not kind to women especially women of color mm-hmm. like and she killed a prominent business owner mm-hmm. like that doesn't look good 
So to try to cover her tracks, you have to remember, she's not thinking clearly at this point. Uh, she starts a fire. She's hoping that instead of the stab, they'll be like, oh, he died in the fire. He just burned to death. Yeah, exactly. The, mm. And fires start all the time then, I'm sure. That's she needs to so make sure to flip the body, though. That's how I solve all my she problems. If things are but going bad, a, um, I just light fires. If stab, if he burns... Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what forensics was like in the 1800s. Oh, that's true. Well, no. Wait, when when did Jack the Ripper happen? Jack the Ripper, though, they he didn't light any of the bodies on fire that's to hide true. the evidence. That's true. Yeah. Maybe he should have. He should have. He got caught. I mean, he he didn't get caught. <laughs> no, Let's be real. <laughs> but we figured out who it was finally. I mean, he's long gone yeah, by now, though. Yeah. He got away. <laughs> he was a butcher. Yeah. <gasps> a baker. A candlestick maker. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so Prisha starts a fire to try to cover up her tracks. And um, I don't know if you guys know this, but fires makes people super panicky. What? So everyone in the circus is starting to panic because now there's a huge fire and people are just running around. People are stuff's getting knocked over. Animals are still trapped in their cages. Oh my god, you're oh, horrible! Why I did know. You even I'm sorry. That? Fuck you. They got out. They got out. They're free. <laughs> They're living in Griffith Park still. <laughs> There's just family drafts. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a juggling bear that like people see every now and then. Um. In total, 14 people died in the fire. Oh my god. Most of the animals... Sophie, cover your ears. Most of the animals perish. <laughs> and, um... I mean, I'm sure... It's horrible. I was say at the time, no one... <laughs> no one probably I said cared. earmuffs. Cover your ears. My ears are on. <laughs> Did you see my ears are on? I mean, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... No, Surprisingly, we have the first cry of the podcast. <laughs> it's going to episode three. Yeah. Amazing. So, um... I just thought about my cat right now. Okay? <laughs> He's in here. I mean, I think... You, I don't know. If your cat was in a cage, they probably could have slipped out. Yeah, that's The true. bars in the circus are pretty big. Yeah. Like on those cake ones. He's a little tiny guy. Yeah. yeah. So, um... The fire is just insane and it's in griffith park which is also like a huge forest it's a disaster mm -hmm. shane of course dies because he had stabbed. he got stabbed yeah um all good yeah he was a horrible man yeah, but it said no, that no loss there even now like the the fire was so traumatic that remnants of it still exist oh my god so people that are hiking in the park say that you can still hear the animals you can still hear like the circus music sometimes you can smell fires oh. um in the night around the time i think the fire started around like 9 30 10 o'clock mm -hmm. um they say that certain times of year you can actually hear like the you can hear panicked people oh my god like running around and trying to get out of that'd there. be terrifying yeah would it can you just like hike <laughs> through your park having a great time with your family and all of a sudden it's like run there's a fire and you hear like monkeys imagine and stuff. you're at the uh griffith park easter egg hunt <laughs> you smell fire and there's like your <laughs> animals just screaming oh fun time for the family. oh yeah great times great times 
Um, so yeah, so if you're ever in Griffith Park and you smell a fire, I mean, you should run. You probably should run anyways. Yeah. But, but also, you might be experiencing ghosts. It might be the circus. Or having a stroke. You could be having oh, a stroke. That's true. You should just never go hiking. Yeah, never Guys, go hiking. Guys, be fast. Be fast. <gasps> Watch be fast. I know fast. Bre- breathing. Breathing. Oh. Breath. Breathing. Shortness breathing. of breath. Shortness of I breath? I think eyes, because your eyes are like. Yeah. yeah. Eyes. Eye movement. Face droopiness, arm tingling, slurred speech, time. Yay! We saved lives. lives. (laughs) We're so good at this. I know. We should all be doctors. Thank you for that story. I really liked it. It It's a really good story. Thank you. (laughs) Here's the thing. It's been a really rough week, (laughs) y'all. I had to be sent home twice from work for punching people. I have a lot of anger issues. Someone thought I was having a stroke. Um, you know, I um, had to lay down a lot. So I, I had a story in mind. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Like, I had my topic set up. I never made notes, so I'll just be reading these. Okay. So, cut me a break, guys. I'm working hard, even though I don't have to. I like that you're like, I'm going to be reading these. And I look over, and it's for Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm going to be ordering a latte. Mama needs a drink right now. (laughs) I can't even finish the ones in front of me. My story. Oh, God. Caramel Frappuccino. Well, our story starts with the tall mocha chocolata (laughs) (laughs) about a real lady marmalade. So, you guys have all heard of the movie Ghostbusters, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Classic. I like the new one. I I enjoyed the new one, actually. I also like the new one. I think it... Well, I mean, yeah, I know people wanted the Ghostbusters, like the old Ghostbusters, Mm -hmm. But I really appreciated this take on it. But, um, well, you, you know who uh, wrote the original? Mr. Dan Aykroyd? Uh-huh. Yes. Everyone knows Dan Aykroyd. Funny man. Saturday Night Live. He's very funny. Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. All that jazz. And all that jazz. He wasn't in that. Oh. John C. Riley was. Uh, oh. He's Mr. Cellophane. Yes. Did you know that um, his experience? What? <laughs> it's a wrapped dildo. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hi. Hi, guys. My name's Sophie Jaramillo. And this is me. This is me. This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. And she, she looks so sad in photographs. I absolutely love her when she smiles. When she smiles. How many days in the <laughs> Oh, that's staying in. Yes. Yes, it is. Um. So anyways, Dan Aykroyd. His script for Ghostbusters was inspired by, well, his entire life, really. Um, 
He has a really weird connection to the paranormal. Okay, so um, his grandpa, Samuel, he was very much into everything paranormal. He used to even, like, hold seances and Ooh. shit like that. Oh, okay. I wish I had a grandpa who hold, held seances. Yeah. And, um... Don't let that... Actually, Dan Aykroyd's dad, um, when he was born and grown up and stuff, he was helping him with seances. Oh so it was, God. like, a family thing. It they all had a knack for this type of thing. I want that to be a family thing. Yeah. Just, like, um, gather, start that. gather around the kitchen table, hold a seance. That'd be nice. Over some dinner. Yeah. How yeah. come we haven't done a seance yet? Who would we who would we contact? Um Ooh. Who would we who would wanna talk to us? Who would want to talk to us? Do we know anyone that's died? Uh, Ooh, who's that crazy homeless woman that used to come to our <gasps> store? Oh, oh my god. What was her Teresa? Not no, Teresa. Terry um, No. It started with the T, didn't it? Tanya? No, the one with the sun. Yeah. Yeah. What was her name? Um, Tatiana. <laughs> I don't remember her name. Uh, it might have been Terry. She looks like a Terry. She looks like she could be a Terry. She probably died. <laughs> no, I'm I'm almost positive she died. We should hold a seance for her <laughs> when we figure out what her name is. Yeah. I don't even know her name. Carrie, can you hear us? Please knock on the door. <laughs> oh my god, it's her, guys. <laughs> Holy shit. Guys, we can make money off of this. I probably could. If you want to con- contact anyone in your life that you miss, please send us $20 and a very detailed description of that. Yeah, Michelada at Venmo. Thank you. Um, on Dan Aykroyd's mother's side, they apparently were prone to communication with the dead as well. Oh. oh. Everyone was witches. Was a yeah. Family, it's a whole family affair over here. And um, even he, there's a story that um, when he was a baby, like a toddler, he was in his crib and... Um, his, I think, like, his mom was putting him down for bed. And he's like, Mommy, who, who, who are your friends? Why are they here? Oh, and no. she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, the, the couple behind you, the lady and the man, like, who are they? And, of course, she looks behind her and there's no one. Why are kids so terrifying? I don't know. Children see Well, so kids are, ghosts. like, way more sensitive to those type of things because... Yeah, they're open to it. They're yeah. always so nonchalant about it, though. It mm-hmm. freaks me out. Well, because as a child, you're just more open to everything. You're not as closed off. Like, your spirit mm-hmm. isn't even as closed off. So that's why they say they're more likely to communicate with things mm-hmm. than we are. Because, you know, the world got down on us and said this isn't a real thing also because they're the devil that's true the devil my cousin saw a ghost when he was it's a because child. they haven't been baptized what? yet really yeah because my aunt lived in a haunted farmhouse yeah why are farmhouses always haunted i don't know do a lot of people why does there? the devil go to rural areas i don't know the well, devil went down to georgia he was looking for a soul to steal uh-huh um do you guys have fiddles fiddle noises I heard he was in quite a bind. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics. Because he was way behind. 
and he was looking to make a deal. I mean, <laughs> what we have? What's happening? You're telling a story. Oh, I was telling a story. That's right. Um. Anyways, he had all of these occurrences as a child. Um, even his brother was sensitive to this stuff. Because, I mean, it's on both sides of the family. So all I can think of that girl who got hit. She's like, I'm sensitive, Aubrey. I am sensitive, Aubrey. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyways, he saw, like, a trumpet floating in the air. Like, it, you know, like, at the Oh, like at uh, Disneyland. <laughs> Was Dan Aykroyd an Imagineer? He probably was. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's the one who's like, put a trumpet there. That'll look cool. I've seen Ooh, it before. The history yeah. of the Haunted Mansion is really cool. That's Ooh, something we should talk about oh, in the future. Oh, we should. Ooh. Apparently, um, other family members that would stay in their like their home where they were conducting these seances... Mm-hmm. Got killed. No, they would... Um, Autopsy ghosts. Well, kind of. They would, like, experience, like, the, the sensation of, like, uh, like, sheets being pulled off of them oh. and stuff oh, like that. I don't that. like that. I don't like that either. So, like, there, well, the family was open to it, the home was open to it, it was all around them. Okay. And so, this followed Dan Aykroyd, like, throughout his life. Mm-hmm. Even when he was just making it in Hollywood. Well, you know, after Saturday Night Live and all of that success, he did finally get his home in Hollywood, in the Hollywood Hills. Nice. This was a five-bedroom residence, which used to um, be a home for a bunch of different celebrities before him. Okay. Like, you know, it seemed like a cool place to live. He just got, well, he didn't just get money, but he had Hollywood money, so he could afford it. It was cool. So, Dan Aykroyd? uh, Famous people like Ringo Starr and Natalie Wood uh, had lived there before, and Mama Cass Elliot from the Mamas and the Papas. Oh. Oh. Wow. And reportedly, some of the previous homeowners decided to stick around. Oh. One of them includes a male spirit who died while living in the house and is buried right next to it. Ooh. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan I mean, if, you're, if you're buried on the property, you're probably gonna... Yeah, you're probably gonna haunt it. Hang around a little bit. Um, Dan Aykroyd recounted one instance with this particular ghost, this male mm-hmm. spirit, where he turned over in bed and... He noticed the imprint of a person on the mattress. Oh. Oh. And instead of running in fear, because he's used to ghosts, he decided to cuddle up with it. Oh. Okay. I mean, like, I'm cool with ghosts, but I don't want to cuddle with ghosts. No. It depends on the ghost. Like, if I knew the ghost. But even then, that's a little weird. Well, all the dead people I know, I was really close to, so. Mm-hmm. Mm. But how can you be sure it's them? I don't know. So you can never know. Well, if you're as sensitive as Dan Aykroyd, maybe I you do. Guess, but, but if I saw it, he knew it was bed, like that male cuddle. spirit that was buried on the property. <laughs> yeah, but that didn't seem like they're close. Like it's not like his mom's mm-hmm. ghost came back. To yeah, mm-hmm. it's just the to random homeowner who used to live there. Like, hey, Dan Aykroyd, want to cuddle? Dan Aykroyd's like, sure, buddy. Just 
gets into bed with the ghost. But I would... I mean, I don't know Danny Aykroyd personally, but he seems like the kind of guy. Him, Bill Murray, like, <laughs> they would definitely cuddle some ghosts. I could see that. Yeah. And um, the other ghost who he said haunted this home was Mama Cass Elliot herself. What? Oh! He said that he was very sure that it was her because of how big her presence was. <laughs> Rude. Yeah, a little bit. Like, he said there was jewelry that would constantly be moving across the dresser. Like, they would feel like heavy footprints throughout the house. And, um, Rude. the Stairmaster machine would turn on without notice. <gasps> okay. Which um, you, you think is funny, but, um, Mama Cass was actually kind of notoriously insecure about her weight. And she actually tried very, very hard to lose it. So that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of that insecurity came from her being in a group with, um, I forgot what her name is. What's the other lady's name? The other female in the Mamas and the Papas. Because uh-huh. she was so, um, you know, model-esque mm-hmm. in appearance. Because I believe she had a crush on one of the other guys in the band. And he basically... Uh, said, no, you're not attractive. Oh. I don't want any of that. Okay, that's too much. That's rude. Michelle Phillips. Michelle Phillips? Michelle Phillips. Wilson me. Phillips? Wilson Phillips. No. <laughs> he, he just knew it was her based on her presence. He said it was never, like, like chaotic. She seemed like a cool, like, ghost. There was, like, a calming presence about her. Nice. Just really, like, peaceful, but... Even even though there was kind of like he she felt like a, he felt that she was like a large presence so I'm that's why he says it was Mama Cass Alley. Cool <laughs> Anyways, all of these experiences, as well as like specifically the experiences within his home in Hollywood, are the reason why he decided to write Ghostbusters because it's just like something he was that familiar with because that was his thing, the nice. ghost thing. So. I mean, that's what most people probably remember him for, so that's kind of that's true. cool. Good for Dan Aykroyd. Good for Dan Aykroyd. You know who was afraid of no ghosts? Oh, and... <gasps> that's true, he was no- afraid of no ghosts. Yeah. I'm afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> and um, I hear that you could actually uh, rent the place out now to... <gasps> Oh my god, let's oh stay. God. We should stay the night at Dan Aykroyd's house. I think it's like an Airbnb now. Oh, oh my shit. god. Like one of those like luxury ones. Let's do it. Why okay. don't we stay at more haunted Airbnbs? Can we, we look that do up? That. Is there like a filter? Can Maybe. you filter haunted places? We should look that up actually. Oh my god. We should create Airbnb for haunted houses. Everyone, um, cover your ears right now. We're gonna discuss a business plan. <laughs> you hear nothing. Um, anyways. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, this week has been super fun. Yeah, thanks, guys. Hopefully, um, we didn't spook you too much. Uh, we'll see you next week for Disney attractions. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, send in your requests for themes and topics. And themes and topics. Maybe send questions. it to Zoom. Send it to Zoom. <laughs> Are and you old enough to know what Zoom is? I don't know what Zoom is. Oh my god. What is Zoom? 
Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next Tuesday for another amazing episode. Make sure to check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere where podcasts are available. Rate and us five stars. Please like and subscribe. And if you are interested in our drink recipes, they will be up on Instagram and Tumblr. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.